welcome to Mind Body Stuff. I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. <laughs> How are you guys today? We miss you. We miss you wherever you are. Wherever you are out in podcast land, we're with you. I wonder if we haven't, well, I'm sure there's many of them we haven't met. Oh, I think there's a lot of them we haven't met. But we still miss you. <laughs> but we still miss you because we know you're listening. That's how I want my podcast people. And even when I'm watching the TV or movies, you're sometimes like, I'll wave. Like, oh, I you do wave. You see me. You totally wave to the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. So we, we think about you guys a lot, just so you know. Um, and we love the feedback. We were just in Minneapolis and people came up to us and everyone's like, I feel like I just talked to you yesterday. I know. I love thinking that we just kind of sit around and hang out with you guys while you drive or cook or just relax, whatever it may be. Yeah. Lay in your bed with your headphones in. Lay in your bed with us. That's what my husband does. That's nice. (laughs) Are we back to your husband? Great quality time. Wait, great quality time. (laughs) (laughs) Again? Mm -mm. Why don't you deal with that? Uh, I'm working on it because we're going to talk about some stuff today. Are you guys? No, you and I are. Oh, I thought you meant you and Mike were no, going to no, talk No, no, I tried to talk to him even about vacation and just kind of walked away. He needs to talk about technology in bed and about proposing to you for your 30th anniversary. Oh, my God. These are the things. These are the things. Oh, my Mike, God. Mike, no technology in bed and propose to your wife. Oh, my God. That made me so excited. I know. See, it's very simple. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I could make you so happy, Bernice. <laughs> Thank you, Kaylee. No technology in the bedroom. No, none. Give this woman another ring. Off. She doesn't need it, but she wants it. I don't need it. I do not need it. That's right. That's a problem that I have and I accept. Yes. Well, yeah. You can either work with it or you can stay miserable in it. Yeah. (laughs) And if you choose to be miserable, then you accept that that was a choice that you made. Yes, exactly. Which kind of... Kind of segues into what we're going into to talk what we're talking about today about art. So, anyways, we I'm I'm very interested in this idea of our intentions versus our expectations because I think do you agree with me? B that expectations are kind of a, a, a huge source of unhappiness. Yes, I agree because of what we attach to them. We attach to them, and we. Yes, we attach to them, and then I feel like it also sets us up to judge something. Yes, because you have an idea of what you're going to expect, even right. though it hasn't happened yet. Yes. So it has all this weight on it. For sure. With expectation. Mm-hmm. It Before like. it's even happened. It hasn't even happened, so you're already coloring it. Well, and don't you feel like a little bit of maybe your issue, shall we say, with Mike not proposing is because an expectation was not met? Yes, because I part of my cultural upbringing, uh-huh. this particular culture that we live in, Western United States culture, um, is that I was going to have that you, people get engaged. Right. But you kind of went in saying, it's your fiancé. I did. I ruined it. You kind of ruined it. Because it too long. Everything is too long. And that's one of the great things about you is you don't wait around for things to happen. You make them happen. Yeah, I'm not going to wait around. But now if I'm like that... Then you I have better to yes. accept mm-hmm. uh, the outcome. Exactly. Yes. And not get attached to this different outcome that you didn't even put the pieces in place for that to happen. No, I You okay. kind of decided to skip that step, and then, but then you still are expecting it to happen. <laughs> to happen. 20, 30 20, years. Yeah, right. 40 years. I wonder when it will happen. I wonder when he'll ask me to marry him. <laughs> 
I wonder if he'll be happy. Five children later. Do you think he'll ask me? Do you think he loves me? Do you I say that to Kaylee a lot. I'm like, I don't think he loves me. I'm like, I think he loves me. <laughs> I think it's safe to say. <laughs> I can judge it all by that I don't have that engagement ring nor the proposal. But I have 16 other rings, which are quite beautiful. That I bought for myself. No, he bought you two, well, but they were the same one. They, he bought me the same one, and oh. I had to return it and upgrade. And upgrade. Of course you upgraded, though. But again, it goes back to expectation. Yes. I'm still focused yes. on that expectation. Yes. Even though I've been married for almost 30 years. So that's a, yeah. That's very odd. That's odd. (laughs) We would say, you might need to do some work around that, Bernice. You might. But it serves as a great example. It does. thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome, podcast land. Um, Well, so for me recently, uh, just in my, my personal life with this intention versus expectation, it has a lot to do with Ula and coming back to teaching and working and even just like, I don't know, I, I, I think even just my self-esteem or my feelings about myself. And I think that this can be true for others too, but I, I think um, it's normal that we hold ourselves to a very high standard and are, and can be more forgiving towards other people. So I set up much higher expectations for myself than I would, than I would require or even, you know, hope for in other people. So coming back to, to teaching you know, it's, it's, it's like, I just, I want to come back and I want to be able to, you know, teach the greatest class or have the the best experience. But I realized that that is a source of suffering and that is a source of, um, of potential for judgment of just unhappiness. And so of disappointment, Oh, you know, maybe I didn't teach that song the way I wanted to, or maybe, you know, the class wasn't as loud or maybe, uh, maybe not that many people came today. And so when I have these expectations that I'm setting for myself of how I want this, you know, this class to be, then if I'm not checking all those boxes of my expectations, then I can be left feeling disappointed. I can feel um, bad about myself. I can take things personally. And I think it just sets, it sets me up for, for suffering ultimately. So I've decided to change the way that I think about going into let's just say a class that I'm going to teach. So for those of you out there who are listening, who are instructors, like I encourage you to maybe not set up expectations for how you want your class to go, but to, to instead set an intention. Mm -hmm. And when we can set an intention, then it's like, you can't ruin that really. Like you can, an expectation can ruin a situation, but an intention can't really ruin a situation because you can say, for example, like, um, if you're driving or even if you just have time to take a few like quiet moments, even just a few quiet breaths before class, before anyone comes, if, if you can center yourself and just say, you know, today I just, I really want to create a space in which people feel completely comfortable to show up as they are. Then the way that you would teach that class, maybe, um, maybe the way that you talk through the class or the, the way that you cue, maybe that is all going to tie into this, into this idea that you want people to just show up and to be able to be exactly where they are in their emotions, in their body, in their thoughts. So, so then maybe you're teaching this, this, this class in a way that, that sets you up for that rather than, Oh, nobody made, nobody made any noise or I couldn't get, I couldn't get the energy up. It, it shifts. It shifts to, 
a positive thing, I think. Mm -hmm. And it shifts to more, it it almost comes out of your hands and it almost becomes this thing. It's like, this is my intention. And now I just let what happens happen. I set up the intention. I'm going to do my best. And then I'm just going to let it unfold as it naturally will. And I love that it's open-ended. It's an open-ended intention. In other words, it's just like, and I will hold the space for people to be at where they ever, wherever they're at today. Absolutely. That's so open-ended. So then you're just opening the space up to that, that place and that time. And there's not an expectation attached to it. And there's not even like an intention of like, I will have, I intend to do the best class ever. It's more, I think those open-ended intentions are so um, helpful. I think they're so helpful. And I, I agree. It's not like I intend for this to be an amazing class because that's actually more of an expectation. expectation. You're setting up this expectation that you have to then live up to. And then also even your participants almost have to live up to something. Yes. And I think sometimes they often, I feel taught a class and had a lot of expectation and sometimes very sort of directive intention. And I feel like they feel it. Uh Like I'll look around and I'll be like, are we having fun? Right. And I feel almost manic. Yes. And then it's like, they can calm feel that. down. Because mm-hmm. you're, it's almost like, I feel like, yeah, they feel like my neurotic sort of nervous energy is kind of taking over. Right. Instead of letting space for everybody's energy to be there. Yeah. It's it, almost like my yeah. expectation is taking over the entire class. And which I, is a weird yes, thing. Yes, I totally agree. And I think the expectation can almost box us in. Yes. Whereas the intention, it, it just opens. opens. It opens it. Another intention that I've been using for a lot of the work that I've been doing, as we all know, and I know this created quite a wave because I've heard about it many times since we recorded that podcast about your light dimming. Which is good, though, which I think. Is, it's, it's good really because I think it also, it also invited you listeners to think about your light and where you you feel most lit up and if you're not feeling lit up. So maybe I'm, I'm just hoping by me sharing about my light dimming, it was an invitation for you all to look where you could kind of spark. And the humanity in, in all of us. For you sure. Know, there's humanity in all of us. For Whether sure. you're a, a great leader, let's say, there's still humanity there. The leader still is. They're just, a, they're having a special on Martin Luther King. And I just heard they're going to do this uh, show talking to close friends about what he did with his hatred. Oh, interesting. Because he struggled with hatred. Yeah. So it's like... Even though his message was love. His message was love, but he struggled with hatred. Yeah. And that's how he reframed it. But then you see him as... As a human. human. There's humanity there. And you're like, me too. For sure. I struggle with that. How did you get to that place of love? Yeah. Help me get there. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So when when I was feeling like, oh, I just don't know. I don't know if I'm good at this. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if, if, my, if my work is of value. I don't know if if it's, you know, the best best use, use of, of my time and resources and energy and love and, and passion and art and all, all of that that I want to be using in my life. Well, I this is when I, I started saying to myself, I just started saying, and I talked about this um, when we were in the Twin Cities, but I, I find it really helpful. I just said, universe, use me. And I think I heard it on a podcast. I wish I could, I wish I could give credit where credit is I due. I might be able to look that up. It's it was like, like the podcast you shared I shared. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure to podcast with me. Up. And he, he just, he used that phrase. He, he just said, I say universe, use me. 
and I think God use me is also a, an equal, just, just depends on, you know, your belief system and, and, and all of that. But universe use me, God use me, whatever you want to say. But what that does is it just takes some of the pressure off of us too, to perform or to be this thing or to, or to, or to, uh, I don't know, just, it takes away those expectations and it opens you up. It opens you up to something bigger. It's this bigger source of energy, of creativity of love of greater light, than of, you it's greater than you it's greater than you and you just say use me use me and then you become this vessel you become this this conduit and then it takes all this pressure off of you feeling like you need to be this thing and you just say give me give me some of your greatness and, and and let me let it pass through me in the way that it's my gift and it's my purpose to share it but i want to be open to it and i'm here and i'm open to receiving and i want to give and i want to serve and please just use me and sort of direct me direct me direct yeah. me versus me directing yes versus i'm in control of this situation yes. and i have set up i'm not saying there's anything wrong with goals because I do think goals are important, but an expectation, I believe, is different than a goal. And so it's these expectations that create the suffering. So when you can, when you can just open up to, uh, to, to something bigger than yourself, just it almost takes away the expectation mm-hmm. because, you're, because you don't even know. You just say, I'm open. I'm open to however you want to use me and direct me so that I can serve my purpose well, then, and I think that's where creativity happens. Oh, too. I want. I mean, it is very similar to the concept of big magic from Elizabeth Gilbert's book, where she just says, like, it's an idea and a person, and, and we're constantly just looking for each other and, and trying to figure out is this a good partnership. So you're not saying this is all my genius. What you're saying is I was open to this idea that was out there in the consciousness and we connected and we said, yes, I want to be, I want to be the vessel. I want to be the conduit for this idea. And it's going to be through me that it passes to get out to the world. But again, it takes the expectation off of ourselves, and it says, I am open to this. Yes. I am open to this. I, I want to serve. It is my intention to be of greatest service. It is my intention to be present and to be, and to be here for love. But when you say, I expect it to be this way, that's how we get disappointed. Yes, I totally agree. Open-ended intentions. Yes. I love that concept. And I just, I read this woman this morning, Muriel Burrard. She's a life coach. But she said, setting an intention, set an intention and let go of any attachment to a specific outcome. Right. Because that's what expectation is. And Mm -hmm. intention can be too when we get too directive with it. Right. So I think you set an open-ended intention and let go of any attachment to a specific outcome. And it's important to note that when we attach to a specific outcome, that's when disappointment happens. I totally agree. And letdown happens because it's all, it comes back to all our fears of scarcity, Mm -hmm. you know, and of not being recognized, of not being loved, of not being visible, Mm -hmm. whatever we expect we set out there. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, if we have, if we have, that those types of expectations, expectations going to be a great class. Yeah. Everyone's going to sing. I expect it to be the best class ever. And I expect my body to feel great and to have so much energy. Yes. And to be jumping above the air. And suddenly, of course, because it's hard to reach all those goals, you, because you attach to them. Yeah. And then right away when you're not, when you realize my body isn't doing this, Mm -hmm. you right away go like, Oh, Mm -hmm. well, that's because 
I didn't meet my expectation. That's because I'm a loser. And then you, well, you're disappointed. I don't always go to loser. Like I know that you, that's kind of your, loser. that's you go, my go-to, that's your but go-to. yours might be. No, I just am like, ugh. Like I just I get disappointed. Or I disappoint, I'm disappointed. Yes. Or Because they, for me, yeah, for me, it's not, because I think you're lovable loser. Yes. And yeah, for the me, extremes. And for me, it's more like, I really want to do a good job. Yes. <laughs> like there's something in me that it's like, my thing is more like, I really want, I really want to do a good job. Yeah. Right. Right. And I don't know. Is does that is that my glasses? What is my glasses? What are my glasses? Glasses are. Um, I am um, worthy. No, it's that I am not. Um, I am not um, like significant. Significant, right? Yes, and so it's like sometimes I almost have to prove my significance by like doing a really good job. Well, this I'm gonna read this Ex- expectations. So when they fall short, it's about needing this to happen in order to prove to ourselves. And others that we're, and here a variety, you can put insert whatever word you want, that we're important, that we're valid, that we're visible, that lovable. we're worthy, that we're lovable, whatever word it Bingo. is. Bingo. That's exactly Isn't what that, that is. Isn't that a great quote? That's exactly what it is. when they fall short. It's about needing this to happen in order to prove to ourselves and others that we are important, that we matter, that we're lovable, that we're worthy. All right. those, all those, those, those base, glasses. Those, and those are our base needs. Those, those are our base needs. Those are our things that we're like, am I lovable? Mm-hmm. Am I worthy? Am I visible? Mm-hmm. I love when we did a group work recently and someone said, did you see me? Yes. Did you feel me? Yes. It's because we want to be visible. Most of us do anyway. Well, and I think ultimately we all do. We may just not think we want to because we're, there's fear attached to being seen. Cover. Yeah. Yeah. Protective. But I think also, I think also what these expectations do is let's take the flip side. Let's say you do, let's say you do meet your expectations. Yes. But Good it's point. almost like a, it's, it's almost then it's the exact, it's the same thing, but just with, on with, the on the other opposite. side. So you're like, oh, I am worthy because I did that. So now in order to prove my worthiness, my continual worthiness, I have to, to be able to bigger. perform every single time that way. And I've definitely gotten myself that's, into that, into that problem. It's almost like, it's almost like how failure is our greatest lesson. And our greatest teacher, mm-hmm. it's not doing a great job over and over and over and over where you actually learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. You learn the lesson when it doesn't work. You learn the lesson when you don't actually live up to these things. And so for me, I, um, like, I know that I know, I know that in order to be like, if I, if I can be this thing all the time, then that is proving to me my, my worthiness and that I do matter. And that's problematic Mm -hmm. because I need to know that I am, that I am enough, that I do matter, that my life is important. Even if I fail, even if time after time, I don't, I can't deliver all the time. And of course the best things are discovered through failure. Oh, like, can you 100%. imagine the greatest scientists? And what if they yeah. were like, I'm trying to discover the vaccine for polio. And you're like, I know this is the vaccine that's going to work. And you do it over and over again. And of course, I'm sure it failed many, many, many sure. times. But they kept going back to it. It wasn't like, well, that's it then. Yeah. Done. Yeah. We failed. Yeah. You didn't figure it out. Well, and we had a really great, uh, we had a really great, great discussion. <laughs> Here I go again. <laughs> I'm having trouble too today. I don't know why. Wow. Expectation. <laughs> discussion. We had a great discussion <laughs> at the advanced training in the Twin Cities. 
But one of our instructors, she said, I'm trying to figure out what the formula is for what, sometimes I have a really great class. So oh. I'm trying to figure out, okay, what did I do right? What did I do right to make all of these things? Boom. Everyone sang. I had a ton of energy. The playlist was awesome. The The energy was there. So so trying to figure out what are those things that, that she did right? Because then when this, when this class happened that, you know, it didn't feel magical and it didn't feel like there was a ton of energy. And, and so then she's trying to figure out, okay, well, what you know, the analytical side of the brain was trying to figure out, okay, so what What did I I do do? and what didn't I do? But then do you hear the words? Like, do you, it's like, okay, well, what, what did I do? What, what didn't I do? How did I create this? How did I not create this? But I think again, then we have this expectation that, okay, I put, I did all of those things that, that made that class great and it still wasn't great. And that's again, where we can get into this situation of why, why wasn't it great? Oh man, why? Or, or, or it's we, yes. And then we feel like somehow we failed, somehow we didn't do the right thing. But, but when we can just let all that go and just go into that intentional place of saying, I want to show up and I want to be so present for my class. Yes. I want to show up and I want to really enjoy this class. I want to show up and I want to see what my body is capable of doing. I want to show up and I want to, I want to, I want to, um, set a group intention for the class. These things cannot fail. Yeah. You cannot fail to see what your body is capable of doing that day because you're not saying, I want to make it through all of these really hard songs and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do 10 star jumps and then... Yeah, I'm going to do star jumps for all of these or every single, you know, squat. I'm going to do a jump squat. That is an expectation. But if we just say, I want to see what my body's capable so of today, what is my you body cannot fail. Of? You cannot do a bad job of that. Yeah. There's no way you can get it wrong. Exactly. And so sometimes it takes all of these outside factors and, and it just says, you know what, like I, 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 I don't, I don't want to take responsibility for that anymore. And that like I taught, by my, I never teach without Bernice anymore just because it's more fun. I kind of feel like I'm in retirement almost <laughs> when it comes to teaching. I'm like a coach where I'm like, I know how to do this and I know how to, I know how to teach people to do it, but I don't always do it. So it was really good practice for me to just teach on my own without you last week. Yeah. But of course I had expectations for myself and that is why I wanted to talk about this oh, on this on the point. podcast too because I was like stop Kaylee it's going to be what it is you never teach on your own anymore and I was like will I be able to get the energy up are you know are people going to are people going to sing? Gonna... are they going to like it am I good enough on my own anymore mm-hmm. can I do this am I going to have enough energy am I going to pee my pants like all these you know <laughs> all these all these things all these fears came in when I was when I, when I was connected to the expectation of the outcome. Yes. But so what I did is I just came into the back office and I just stopped. And I, again, I just said, I said, universe, use me. I just want to be a conduit for something bigger than myself. So let me serve. And I went out there and I taught and I did the best that I could do. And I enjoyed it. And I, I, my intention was, you know, that everybody else enjoyed it as well. And that, and that I was, I was just there to serve. And then you can walk away from that with a much different, I don't know. It's just like, I I felt like I could walk away from that class knowing that I, I did my best. Mm -hmm. And then all of those things and all, you know, maybe somebody wasn't smiling or whatever. I didn't, I didn't, 
take control over it. I didn't feel like you it didn't was take responsibility. I, it wasn't my responsibility it. anymore yes, that's because I, I set an intention yes. and I did the best that I could. And then all the other things aren't my responsibility anymore. I, that's why I love ULA classes because maybe I'm lazier, but but you know I go in nowadays and I'm just like it's it's our class. Yeah, this I love I love class. That. It's our class. So what do we want to do with it today? I love that you keep talking about that on this podcast, and I love that. And I think we should all, whether or not you do ULA, like how wonderful to just go into situations and not put all this shame and blame on yourself mm-hmm. or responsibility. Just say this is our experience collectively. Maybe even you're hosting a party. Yeah, oh, I love that. Because sometimes I'm like, Ooh, are so people having fun? Me. At parties, I'm all like, it's my house. This is my chair. I cooked this food this or I food. bought it. I, yeah. I, I picked it. I forgot to serve you your wine. You yeah, know, all exactly. the things. I'm like, I'm not on top of that. I didn't give her her water when it looked like she was thirsty. Right. But if we can just go into these situations, these life experiences and say, this is our experience. This is our party. It's our party. We're all human beings interacting and engaging together. It's not right. just my energy that creates a party. Right. It's the energy of the of entire everybody. collective. Yeah, good Yeah, point. and then you can just, you can you can still be present, but it almost like it takes some of the edge off of yes. having to perform or having to be perfect or having to live up to people's expectations or what you think they're expecting from you. If we just set all those expectations aside and just say, I want to create a space in which people have a really good time. I want really good conversation tonight. I want to like, I want to just take the expectation and just focus on the connection piece. Yes. It's even for me, like talking with people. Oh, yeah. You hate that. I have such a hard time <laughs> you know. talking with people one-on-one. I mean, it's, it's good for me to do it, but I should, I should think of it as our interaction Yes, because I have it so weighted as my interaction. Like, Oh no, I for sure. didn't think of a question and they seem so interesting and now they're walking away yes. or now I'm walking away, but maybe it's our interaction opening the door to that. I love that. Yeah. And even just like, I think that there's so much at play that we can't understand just from an energetic standpoint. So sometimes things are just going to be off. Yes. And it's, right. it's maybe not the person, it, maybe it's nobody's like, it, it's because maybe it's the of atmosphere. nobody. It's just, yeah. You know, maybe there's something happening in the atmosphere. Totally. And you know how like when the weather is weird, the weather are affected. And you know what happens when I work with horses? Yeah. Oh, sure. When the weather changes, mm-hmm. they act really weird sometimes. Yes. And they'll do it sometimes right before the weather changes. So oh, I'm sure. like, what is the matter It's like when someone's horse? knee acts up or something. Yeah. And they're like, my leg hurts. It's going to rain. Yeah. Like all the horse like pawing, pawing, pawing that doesn't normally paw. And I'm like, dude, calm down. But the weather And then the change. next day the weather changes. Yeah. And I work with a trainer and they're like, oh, no, no, the weather's going to change. But they sense it in their bodies, which I'm sure we do too. We're just not tuned in. We're not as tuned in as they are. They don't have words to kind of mask everything. Right. They're more like, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could have seen her gesture she did with that. (laughs) Just pawing the air. She was pawing the air. (laughs) Um and so if weather can have that effect on us, think about what other oh, energetic things that aren't even as, as visible as weather can do to us. Oh, right. You know, it's, there's, there's just, every- and even just regular stuff, traffic, your child, your husband, your friend interact, you know, or you yeah. have suddenly something's going on there and then you're talking to someone else an hour later yeah. and you're still 
you're still processing all that stuff. Your body's still in that other mood. Right. Yeah. You and know? I feel like I've had so, like, I, I just want to reconnect. I go through phases. Like I'm always going through phases. I think as most of us are where I'm like really into like the spiritual work and I'm doing a lot, a lot, a lot of spiritual work. And then sometimes I get lazy and like get away from that. And then maybe I'm in like really the human work and I'm really focused on like my relationships or my interactions with other people. And of course the, the spiritual work, it ties into everything everything. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, I, I, I focus on different things I want to work on. Um, and right now I'm, I'm moving back into the more spiritual work. Cause then it almost makes just the human stuff seem not as big of a deal as I feel like it is when I'm just not doing the work. Mm-hmm. When I'm not doing the work, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that person doesn't like me anymore. And she doesn't, you know, we're not like, she hasn't said this or I feel like this is happening or I sucked at this and you know all this that's just, why this is happening yeah yeah I'm not a good person or you know I'm a bad parent my house is messy what does that say about me how come that mom who has three kids it's funny like, how we always turn it back to oh us oh my gosh we always turn it back like it was just Valentine's Day and you know like we did our best we did Huxley made we you know I cut out hearts and she colored them and I wrote the person's name and she wrote her name and I was like you know what that's good enough awesome but then the Valentine's Valentine's that came back to us. I'm like, oh my gosh, that little kid made freaking like paper mache flowers for everyone in the class. I'm like, when did they have time to do that? I suck. I'm, I, I'm, you know, like it all comes it back all to us. Back. But when I'm not doing my spiritual work, that human stuff, that 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 all that is just human. It's mm-hmm. just human stuff. It becomes much, much, much bigger than I think it needs to be. But when I'm tapped into the spiritual stuff. And it goes stuff, back to attachment and expectation. It does. I expected I would be a better mom than this. Yes. I, I expect myself, like, if they can get this much done, then why can't why I get can't this much I done? I do that. Where am I failing? Yes, right. But when I stay connected to this more spiritual stuff, which I think intention is in the spiritual realm. Yes. Where expectation, I think, is more in the human realm. Yeah. It's got to be a great class. You have to have the perfect Valentines. I mean, what animals do this? No, I don't think animals. Animals don't have expectations of themselves and then beat themselves up. That that, that guy got the bigger fox. No. He caught a bigger fox tonight. I think I'm a bad hunter. No, they're all. Maybe like, I'm not fast I better go anymore. Get another fox, cause he got that one. Yeah, they don't. They don't put it back on themselves. No, no, they don't take no, things sure personally. They don't. No. So I, I feel like being a human is so awesome and beautiful and a interesting. Great advanced brain here. and a, a great adventure for the spirit to embark on. But holy cow, it's it's hard. Well, yeah, you get all like even you know that expectation thing always goes. It just brings you down. It does. I think. It, it brings, brings you down. down. I, it makes me not enjoy moments because mm. I'm like, it should be like this. Well, it's just like that. The pod- moment should be this way. It's like that podcast we were talking about when you had the family dinner and then you got in your head because some because one of your kids wasn't laughing at your jokes oh, and then yeah. you're like, oh, they don't like me. They don't. I'm I'm unlovable. <laughs> I'm unlovable. How unusual. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry. At kids. some point, we're gonna figure this one out. Jeez, Louise. But the thing is, you set up an expectation of I how you it. wanted the night to go. And that was my thought pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when you felt like it wasn't going the way you expected it to go, then you be- then you suffered because I attached that expectation. Yes, had to be this way. Mm-hmm. Then of course, if I attach the expectation, it's going to be disappointing, probably. Right. Unless one in a few hundred times, it's not. Yes. And then you're like, I'm always striving for that night. Yeah, exactly. Remember that one night. 
Uh-huh. Or like I was able to do it once. Yes, we just did the trip to Why the, can't I do it again? Oh, we did the trip to the coast, you know, and I'm oh, like, yeah. remember that one trip to the coast? Oh yeah. And we walked yeah. every time into town and we had dinner and lunch and how magical it was. And so I was obsessed with walking on with, the beach. Yes. And everyone's like, It's really cold right now. I'm like, but now is the time. Remember we how much fun we had <laughs> last time doing it? Oh my gosh. I found this quote, you guys, and I almost shared it on um social media, but then I'm like, this is this is too ironic to put on social media. It seemed wrong, but listen to this. It's like, it's perfect. It says two things prevent us from happiness, living it in the past and observing others. Oh, but I couldn't put it on Facebook. That's all you do on Facebook is observe others. (laughs) So I was like, no, I'm not going to put this here, but two things prevent us from happiness, living in the past. So obviously you were thinking about your past trips. Yes. And you're like, oh, that's what we did. And that was magical. So we must do it again. That one time in a hundred, it was super magical. Yep. Living in the past and observing others. Oh. I think whenever we observe others, we're like, well, they, they seem they're to be happier. And look what they're doing. Right. Or like <laughs> she made homemade flowers for Valentine's Day. They obviously have a better life and they have a, you know, their mom must be more sane than I am because they have time. And she actually went to the store to buy supplies to do this. You know, it's like you just start comparing and then it it robs you of your happiness. So why don't I just set an intention of, I want this to be a really fun, even 15 minutes for Huxley to make Valentine's for her class. I don't care how they turn out. I just want this experience to be enjoyable for my child so we can, we can create these fun memories. And if that's my intention, we cannot, it, it, you can't fail at that. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe she doesn't have a good time, but chances are she's going to have a good time. We're sitting there making Valentine's together. And it could even be like, maybe we just have the intention of, we're going to make these wonderful Valentine's together. Yes. Like, how wonderful is that? Or maybe we're just going to have fun together. So even if it strays away from Valentine's, maybe we... Maybe that morphs into playing unicorns. I don't care. And it's the human. The human condition is so based on scarcity. And I understand that that comes from us, you know... Thousands survival. and thousands from survival. Of course, we have to. We had to fight for things to survive. Yes. Our ancestors did that, but we're still doing it. We're still like yeah. she has the better Valentines. She'll <laughs> probably get more resources. I don't know why. You that, know what I, I mean? don't know it's why that a, triggered me. But I'm it's like, such an interesting. They made flowers for every oh, no. single kid in the class. I'm like they're gifted too, and I'm always like I'm not. You know, oh I don't have that. Like that mom was on Pinterest and found the thing and went to the store and got all the supplies and laid them out and got them all ready for her little child to have this ex- just wonderful experience. And somehow that's better. And somehow that's better than what you did right yes but what is my kid gonna remember you know I want my children to remember like and plus it's you you're their mom I'm their mom yeah you're their mom she doesn't care yeah she loved drawing on those little hearts oh and gosh. writing her name yeah we was like now mom do Dawson I'd be like okay now I'm gonna write Dawson okay I'm gonna sign my name oh yeah what color do you want for you know so and so I like, used to love fun. doing that she wasn't judging it Oh no! She didn't have expectations. They don't have expectations yet. That's kind of well, a she's learned. getting there. They they do. It's from childhood. You learn right, it. right. Um, and it is a survival skill. I understand the scarcity thing, but let's not judge everything by it. Okay, let's yeah. get past. Well, that. let's let's use these advanced brains that we actually do have. Yes, because one of the also incredible things about humans is that we have self awareness. We have self awareness. Yes, thank you for that. So. 
if we have this self-awareness of this is why our brains work the way they work, this is why scarcity was very important to us to survive, to get to this point. But we also then are advanced enough to say, you know what? I'm, I don't need to stay in that scarcity mode. I'm going to transition into this abundance mode and I'm going to be more present and I'm going to just, you know, whatever. You can enjoy things so much more. Yes, exactly. So let's do it. Deep breath. I'm like, Kaylee, quit thinking about the work and just do the work. You know what the work is. Now just do it. Well, and you see the strength of thoughts. Oh my gosh. Thoughts. Yes. The power of thoughts. I was, so I made this like, I've been, I've been, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I took, I know you guys have heard this, but I have now gone as far as taking Facebook and Instagram and all news apps and weather apps off my phone. So I literally have nothing to do on my phone, which is beautiful, except now I've gotten really into Pinterest Uh-oh. and a little bit of shopping. Oh, <laughs> so now I do a little more online shopping and a little more Pinteresting, but because I'm doing more Pinteresting, I'm also making so many good meals. So last night I was making this like cauliflower salad and it had cauliflower and apples and it had shallots Mm -hmm. and avocado and this yummy dressing. Mm. And, um, and then to add, uh, the finishing touch, it was like roasted, um, uh, roasted chickpeas with, um, I don't know, they were really good. So I put them in a little bowl and I let the girls snack on them and I didn't have any. I was waiting to put them on my salad and then Huxley knocked over the, the bowl and they all fell all over no, the floor and they no. got covered in like dog hair and, and, you know, just yucky stuff. And I like got mad at her and I'm like, Huxley, that was the special part of the salad. And I'm like, Kaylee, listen to yourself because I had this expectation that I wanted to make the salad and that that was going to be, you know, like this right. thing on top that made it more special. But I'm like, who cares? Like, what is, what is wrong with me? I know what the work is. Now I just need to actually do it. And so in that moment I stopped, I'm like, you're not doing your work. You're not doing, you're not doing it. Yeah. Good point. Just do it. What a great opportunity. Just look at her and be like, Oh, it's okay. Hux, don't worry about it. It was not that big of a deal. They were roasted chickpeas. Like roasted my chickpeas. God, it wasn't on. like millions of Get dollars. Get a life, Kaylee. Yeah, exactly. You're going to shame your four year old for knocking over chickpeas. Right. Really? Is that how you want to live? Oh yeah. It's just, you know, like it's, it's time. Like do the work, Kaylee. Do the work. All of us. All of us do the work. I mean, it's a, it's a struggle to do the work. But it's because of that expectation of how I wanted that salad to be. <laughs> that that you know? got the, yeah, that's such it a got good me. point. Because yeah. I'm like, but I wanted the salad and I wanted to try it. And I it's wanted supposed to... to be like this. This is the topping. This is the yeah. final piece of it. No, I do. Yeah, it's like the cherry on top. The and so my, on top. my beautiful salad didn't get the roasted chickpeas that I was very excited about. So I got mad at my four-year-old. Like, that's not cool. But that's the beauty of why, you know, sometimes if, if we have children, you, you learn these things about yourself, too, for me anyway. You yeah. Know, where I was oh, like, yeah. I think I have myself together. And then after having the kids, you know, I'd just be losing it over the stupidest things. Yeah. And it's like, And oh I'm my like, gosh. why am I losing it? I think it's so true. Like, I, I'm sure you can do this work without kids. I'm absolutely sure you can. But when 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 your actions affect someone who has nothing but unconditional love for you and 100% pure innocence 
it's like it it just feels that much more important how you act. Yeah, because you, you suddenly it suddenly hits you when they look at you and I'm like, uh oh. Oh, they look at you I, um, with their purity, with their unconditional love for you. They're they have no, they are unconditionally oh no, in the love with you. Parents are like gods. They are like gods. Yeah, I mean, they're like gods. They they are they are like gods. So when when my little tiny perfect innocent angel of a human being looks at me and is like, I'm sorry, mom. There's no other way for me to react than than to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, that that was me. It's such a great not doing the election. Like I was, oh, it's it's I and, love it, and that. it's immediate. It's immediate. Oh yeah, I was doing it at the airport because I forgot somehow I forgot my bag at the TSA, which I never do. What I know, I was Weird. shocked. I remember putting it on the <laughs> thing, and Mike's like, I'm sure the TSA agent is lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> Because I look, and luckily Ray looks at me, he's like, Mom, where's your bag? And I look at him, I'm like, where's my bag? And I shout at him, like, where's my bag? And then he looks at me as a 12-year-old, and he's yeah. like, it's your bag. Oh, yeah, exactly. And But it was the that immediate that, yeah. of like, oh, I can't, I'm putting my, like, go get my bag, you lost it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I lost my bag. Your bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that immediate, like, B, it's you. It's you. You lost your bag. Take a deep breath. The man can go get it for you. He just told you about it. Exactly. This is not something to like have a breakdown about. It would. I was listening to this. Uh, I love Oprah's Soul Session podcast, oh, I and love she her. had um, Byron Katie on one that I was just listening to. The work. The work. And she says, um, she, she the way she phrases it, she just said, "Stay in your own business. Stay in your own business because everybody else." Everything they're doing and their reactions and their expectations and their, you know, their whatever, that's all their business. So, like, just even even what you just said is you're like, my backpack. Yeah, and I look it's at your business, him. but we're, we're, we're trying to project or trying to, like, you know, look out always. And I think that goes, that also goes into this, like, comparison thing. Just stay in your own business. Stay in your business. And then I thought that this was really interesting, especially for anyone who's, who struggles with social media. Uh, she said, stay in your business. She didn't, she didn't really relate this to social media, but I, I did. Um, if anyone feels lonely or separate, just ask yourself, whose business are you in? Whose mm. business are you in? Cause Chances are you're in somebody else's business. Mm -hmm. When if you you're see pictures, others. yeah, if you're observing others, just stay in your own business. And I thought, yes, and that almost like forces you to do your own work. Yes, because like, I can't. What are you doing now? I can't put I can't put my reaction on, on Huxley because that's not my bit. She is not my business. My business is my reaction yes. to that situation. That's right. My reaction, my business. And with kids, stay it's in easy my business. To, it's easy to what? What's the word to? Put it out to project. I spread it. Oh, spread it. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Totally. Where I'm like, don't smell the chickpeas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me spreading, for sure. The chickpea thing exactly. onto the kids. Onto the kids. And it's like that's my thing. That's my thing. I'm concerned about the chickpea. Stay in, in my, my business. business. My bag. My business. Exactly. Not raise concern. No. I don't get to just sort of shout at him, create anxious. I have so much anxiety. I kind of want to share it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I want everyone else to know I want, how big of a deal this is. Yes, exactly. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, you need to sit with that, B. Yeah. Why are you so anxious about this? Right. Because you didn't do it right. 
Exactly. You know? Did you have an expectation? You're like, but I never I, forget my I, bag. Exactly. That's the expectation you the have on yourself. I am the best traveler. I'm a good traveler. Yes. I would. How could I ever forget a bag? I travel all the time. I am very good at traveling. I'm very good at traveling. Yes. That's your expectation. That was you have my expectation. I let myself down, create anxiety, then I projected it. Yep. And you want to share, share, boom, share. Boom, boom, boom. Expectation. Super effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, super effective. <laughs> You want to be miserable? Here you go. <laughs> One step guide. Enjoy. <laughs> Set expectations at every opportunity. <laughs> you will be miserable. You will be miserable. <laughs> um, interesting stuff. I love this stuff. Yeah. It was like, I realize I do this a lot yeah. in my life. Yeah. The expectation part. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly not. Well, you're very goal oriented too. And I think that that is, there's, I think that there's something else here. Mm. Mm. I think there's something else here. Yes, that's a good point. Because you are almost motivated by your um, mistakes. Not by your mistakes, mm-hmm. but I think that gap between uh, happiness and unhappiness, that gap for you is almost like a driver. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. And so I, I don't think you totally want to lose that because it does motivate you. Yes. Um, but it makes you not complacent, but it also makes you miserable. Makes me miserable. And I st- stay in the unhappiness too mm-hmm. long sometimes mm-hmm. where it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. You did a good job. Rather or... you should just dip into it, use that as fuel to push yes, you forward. forward. So finding where don't that. Hang don't out hang there. out there. Just feel that discomfort and say, okay, now what am I going to do with this? Yes. Good point. Where do I want to go with this? But don't stay don't there. Die. Don't be all like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Because it does. It makes us miserable. It makes us miserable. And I need to do that too. You know, like I, I definitely have high expectations you have very of myself. high expectations of yourself which drives you it, again that's that's what i'm saying is is we've got to tease out this goal versus expectation a little bit more i need to think about i need to think about this a little bit more because i do know that i'm driven mm-hmm. by what i believe i'm capable of doing my right. expectation i set high expectations of myself and i do like the feeling of of working towards that and then succeeding yes but Again, I don't know. I think that there's a healthier way to approach that. There's and I think setting balance. intentions, opening ourselves up to greatness flowing through us. Flowing through us and not being so much in control. I know. Got to let go of that control piece. That's a tough one. That is a tough control one. Control with a capital C. Yeah. And I don't even realize that I'm like that type of person. I'm like, I'm not very controlling, but I am super controlling in certain things. Yeah. Yeah, and then I and even when I have reactions, someone will say something, and I'll comment, and then I'm like, "Why do I need to control that?" Oh, sure. That person can have their own reaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do not have to control how they're how they view that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Have your own. You know, stay stay in your in business. Your business. Your business. It's my business. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think if everyone stayed in their own business, it's not that we wouldn't be empathetic. It's not that we wouldn't be connected. It's just that we wouldn't we wouldn't let all of these things minor 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 things that kind of offset us mm-hmm. and make us miserable. And I think they actually are the things that separate us. Yeah, they are. Because we have like, to stay open ended. We too. do. I just love the open ended thing. I love that. Open the door. Because I, I think that. expectation, yeah. attachment, all those things are like shutting the door sometimes. Where mm-hmm. it's like, just open the door, take a breath, and have that visualization of opening the door, opening the windows. Yes, I love that. Yeah, yes. Oh, cool stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. It is. It's really interesting. Um, thank you guys for listening, and share your thoughts with us. 
Yeah, we love your thoughts. You guys we haven't been commenting guys. very much. We need you to Facebook. comment. We're like website. lonely. Remember? We're lonely <laughs> for you. I'm not lonely and I'm not bored. I feel like I have too many humans in my <laughs> in my household right now. I'm I kidding. always tell myself I'm lonely and bored, but I'm not really. You're not lonely. It's lonely like a bored. huge mistake when I do that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but I guess our point is we are not lonely or bored, but, but we, love we love this stuff and we love hearing from you and uh, different perspectives and points of view. So thank you for uh, Thank you for listening for sharing. and sharing yeah. and interacting with us yeah we'll talk to you again next week let us know if there's anything you want us to cover we'll just keep doing our own thing plugging away <laughs> bye, bye.